You are listening to The Illustration Conversation, a podcast that explores the potential of illustrative practice as a tool to discover our identities. The podcast features an organic and meandering dialogue between illustrators at different stages of their journey. So we invite you now to get comfortable wherever you are and drift through the memories and moments that transformed our guests into the practitioners that they are today. Hello and welcome to the Illustration Conversation podcast. My name's Maisie Noble. I'm a practicing illustrator and a senior lecturer on BA Illustration and Visual Media at London College of Communication. The podcast aims to explore our discipline from different perspectives, bringing together students and industry practitioners in conversation about what it's like to be a practicing illustrator today. We would like to demystify the nature of contemporary illustration and learn more about how it can be an empowering tool for the liberation of our identities and cultures. So we've paired up some of our students and recent graduates with industry practitioners that they aspire to. And we've asked each of them to create an image that signifies a crucial moment on their journey to becoming illustrator. Today, I'd like to introduce virtual reality artist Lorna Inman. So Lorna's work is a really unique form of illustration that's becoming increasingly recognised and more popular. It's totally immersive and personally, I find it completely magical. It has the ability to transport viewers into another world and it's as though we're living inside Lorna's imagination. So Lorna will be in conversation with recent illustration and visual media graduate Fabian Sobers. I taught Fabian last year and I watched as his practice grew ever more flamboyant, three-dimensional and in his own words, chaotic. Fabian has dabbled in virtual reality himself and he's also created a set of physical three-dimensional figurative sculptures using 3D pens. You can see both Lorna and Fabian's work by following the link in our show notes. And it's a good idea to pause the podcast and take a quick look before you continue listening. Lorna and Fabian, welcome. I'm going to hand over to you both now to introduce yourselves more fully. Lorna, would you like to begin? And Fabian, then you can introduce yourself and fire away with your first questions for Lorna. Hiya, my name's Lorna. I'm a virtual reality artist, 3D designer and video editor. I've been practicing as a virtual reality artist for the past two years since I graduated from the University of Leeds, where I studied art and design. And I'm now working for a company called Luxus Worldwide. Hello, everyone. My name is Fabian. And as Maisie said, I am a former student at LCC. I used to study illustration and visual media. But today I will be helping us all get to know Lorna and learn a little bit about what it's like to be a practitioner. So. How about we start with the piece that you made for us, Lorna? Do you want to tell us a little bit about the brief in general? So what did what did we ask you to do for this? So I took the brief a little bit into my own hands um, because I think what I focused on was a monumental moment in my career or is in becoming an illustrator or a, pra- or a practitioner. 
And I think for me in particular, that was probably the first time or not, maybe not the first time, but collectively just the first few times that I tried using BR, I think it was the first thing that really um, got my brain going and made me realize that I really wanted to to try everything I possibly could in this medium with art creation, illustration, um, video production, and more so now it's developed and developed on. But at the time, I think, which is where this um, image has come from that I've called digital self, was the idea of just being present in this digital, unreal environment. Um, that really struck me in a way that just inspired my practice from then on, really. Nice. So if we were to talk about the actual piece itself, what could you tell us about how the form came together? So this, um, I created this in OpenBrush. So this is the, um, the open source version of TiltBrush that a group of people have released. Um, and it kind of includes a lot more of the experimental features of the software that weren't initially put into the app. Um, so that's what I created it in. So what you're looking at, so that we, we have the still version, but I also created an, uh, a video version. Um, so this is actually a 3D model that you're looking at. And I created it with um, a different brush. And then what OpenBrush allows you to do is to re-edit the, the, um, the textures afterwards, after the fact, which you couldn't do in the original tilt brush. And that's how I got this line design. Um, and I also thought it kind of lends its hand to what it kind of feels like to be present in a virtual environment. So that's where it came from. Perfect. Because even when I look at it, particularly the video, um, the way the brush is, it almost looks like it's pulsating, which immediately made me think of like a heartbeat and which thereby led me to down the rabbit hole of thinking, oh, this is like the life of VR represented in a single short video. Um, and I love that concept. I did have one more question about your piece specifically, because once again, I really do love it. It's given me a lot to think about. But, um, if there was one thing, one feeling, experience or moment that you could take from the feeling you had when you were like creating the piece. So the time you described, um, what do you think it would be? I think there's probably one thing that doesn't translate too well uh, when it's in an image or a video that is very different when creating, which is probably why the reason I love creating VR so much is that you have this like blank abyss of just space around you and you can't sense that from the image or even the video really fair is that associated with the because i saw the background is like kind of like an empty blue kind of thing it's almost, is it some, meant to be someone almost like floating in a void yeah so i mean most i haven't really explained too much about tilt brush itself yet hmm. so working in tilt brush um you begin so i'm wearing a vr headset and um my hands are in my hands I have one set of tools and then I have my my painting hand and I literally can paint and build using 3D brushes in this abyss of space in front of my eyes so 
all canvases begin as a huge just blank space and you can sometimes either have a ground pane in there or you can decide not to have it so in this case I've decided to just not have anything at all um, this is usually how I prefer to work I do I like um, just that it's you've just got infinite well it's not actually infinite but you've just got all of this space to play with and especially as most of my work is environment design so um yeah there's definitely something about having just limit it it feels like it's just like this limitless space to build whatever you want in it and for those of you that are listening that have never actually been into vr it's definitely something that i would recommend because i dabbled in it a little bit so I have a bit of a of, um, like an image of what Lorna's describing even though she did an amazing job of describing it I definitely recommend uh, trying VR if you ever get the chance because it's a wonderful space to be in and you really get the almost limitless space that she described um, but Lorna back to you I had another question which is how has working with VR helped you grow artistically massively but I don't even know where to begin I was so like coming coming back to one of your previous questions um or like the reason that I made this image in the first place was like to explain how or why what was a monumental moment um in becoming a practitioner I don't think really I would have done as much work in illustration at all or continued with painting because my background previously to this was in oil painting um I don't actually think I would have attempted to push it as far as I have had I not tried VR I think um the potential to use this in the future for for film or animation or many different kinds of just video production um is really promising Nice. I'm wondering, uh, as an illustrator, um, what is your opinion on your role, I guess? Like, um, what would you say your job is or what is the purpose of an illustrator? I think in terms of particularly my VR illustrations, I'm kind of still experimenting, I think, with the purpose um, but as with all art, there are many different purposes. I've been using my art in particular for, well, expressing um, stories or telling stories um, and have worked with a company called Nutcut. So my biggest project, we'll take it back a bit. My biggest project to date was creating a seven minute short film for a company called Nutcut um, to tell the history, oral histories that haven't really yet been told um, about indentured labourers. Um, so this was quite a, a powerful thing to be able to create work about and using VR as a medium to tell it, using 360 and immersive. But with illustration and not, um, I suppose, your typical um, immersive environment aesthetic, I think the story was told in a different way, combining illustration with VR and projects like that kind of have told me what the meaning of this could be, what the meaning of illustrating, especially like in VR, um, 
what kind of effects it can have on people. And I've had feedback from people who have tried it, like others who worked on the project who are academics um, and descendants of indentured labourers. And, they, and they've said that the immersive environments speak to them and they feel like they're talking to their ancestors and going through things that their ancestors went through, which is just crazy. So that one in particular was just a huge eye-opener for what is possible with um, VR illustration. Nice. But then that kind of makes me wonder, because you've said that is how, what that's what being an illustrator means to you. But I'm curious, have you noticed or have you seen any signs of people perceiving being an illustrator or specifically a VR artist differently? So have you ever noticed other people perceiving it in a different way or anything like that? Yeah, so I think really generally, well, most people that I come across, because most people I come across in my are in my industry, um, they can see they can see uh, the benefits or they can see the potential. Um, obviously, you get a lot of mixed opinions. I think there are some stigmas around VR that are being challenged at the minute. Um, or maybe not at the minute, but have been for however long, you know, 50 years or something. I can't wait for the day that we have like VR advertising. So you're just like walking down the street one day. And I don't know if you if you guys have seen it. Um, there's a musician, Lil Nas X, <laughs> in one of his songs. Uh, what's it called? Panini. It's just the entire video is just a futuristic world. And there's VR advertisements everywhere. And it's great. <laughs> yeah, I know the one. I know the one. There you go. But um, okay, so since we're talking about um, VR in general and how it can be used in the future, I'm curious to date, what would you say is your favorite project that you've worked on? My favorite project to date to work on was the film Giramit, uh, created for Nutcut, um, which I created, well, it began in August last year. And it finished in this year in March and we launched it at Mozilla Festival. Um, and it's up on the website, gearmet.world. So it's more of a 360 degree immersive short film, but it can also be viewed in VR. Um, and it features five, well, five and a half different environment pieces that I made. And then alongside that, it has lots and lots of different assets that I created separately that were put in. So this was a huge, huge project. And I haven't really seen it done in the way that we did it. I kind of did it in a way that really pushes the limitations of the software. So this was before it became open source and before um, a lot more developments were made. So it was done all in app apart from the filming was done outside of the app. Um, and a lot of times people or people have created amazing, amazing, even photorealistic models um, where they've exported from TiltBrush into other software. But for Gearmit in particular, we tried to create as much of it as possible within TiltBrush, the app. So I've created these huge worlds of, of environments. So it was a really cool project to work on. Definitely my favorite so far. Nice. And you actually touched on something earlier on that reminded me of something I've wanted to ask. What are your thoughts on VR work being made, but then viewed in like a 360 video, like on a computer or on a phone? 
do you feel like that is well i mean naturally i believe it's more accessible to a lot of people but i'm curious on do you have any general opinions on that or do you think it's something that at some point it will no longer be necessary or do you think it's going to be like a permanent thing for vr related work i think it's its own entity and i think it's probably or it probably will be and is one of the most popular outputs for 360 content um as you said virtual reality isn't accessible to everyone and even if it is not everyone lots of people choose not to wear vr or choose not to make themselves present um in virtual environments so i think 360 video is a really successful way of telling stories and you still have freedom and participation which is the um important part to storytelling most of the time most people and like we did for the film we optimized the experience to be used in 360 and 360 video as opposed to actually in a headset for those reasons because we wanted it to be accessible we wanted as many people to have to be able to experience it as possible so yeah i think they'll they'll exist separately and probably continue to develop down their own paths and converge in ways. And, um, but I don't think it will, uh, I don't, I think 360 is, um, successful in its own right and will continue. Um, yeah, I think, well, if I'm understanding right, the idea of not wanting to be present in VR, it's, I feel like one, it's something that's changing as VR is being used more often. Um, you're seeing it in a bunch of different places now and they're making loads of different new types of headsets that are a lot easier and a lot cheaper to utilize. Um, and I think because of that, there's the only real limit to people not wanting to use VR is just personal preference at this point. Well, and obviously it is still quite expensive in some scenarios, but I feel like it's very straightforward to get into because I had no idea what I was doing the first time I put on a VR headset and got into <laughs> tilt brush. I kind of just, the first thing I did was I drew my physical sculpture that I'd made just cause it was something that was in my head, but I'd never really thought of a virtual 3d thing like that before. Um, so I, since I had that already, I was able to actually build off that and be able to make more and more unique and interesting things. Then my headset died. So I stopped, but, um, <laughs> The, the chances of me actually going back to it are very high uh, because I feel like there's no real reason not to make the most of VR while it's here. And at some point, I genuinely believe VR will become the norm. It will become uh, a usual kind of art style that anyone can, any, that everyone is using or that they can use if they would like to. Yeah. I think contrasting a bit to your opinion, is that I think what people don't like about VR, um, I mean, aside from the kind of actual physical that it makes some people feel sick, but I think what people sometimes don't like, especially using it for the first time, and it is strange for everyone when entering VR for the first time, I remember it too, is that you get this duality of presence and duality even in some cases of the self so like um depending on the content but just because you 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 feel like you're present in this world and depending on the amount of 
freedom or the the level of immersion you can really feel like you're in this world but you know that you're in the real world so what it does is it kind of it splits and I think if you've never felt that before because you wouldn't really have ever had a reason to feel that before it can be really uncomfortable for some people um yeah and I think for some people that will never be appealing I think some people will never um kind of hook on to that because for me that was like the best bit about it you know that was what I loved about it because essentially really what I was what I wanted to do was to make people feel more present in my artwork I think coming from like environment design and landscape art um and then trying to make it bigger and bigger and more immersive what I wanted is for people to feel present in my art so that's why I loved it I loved having this digital you know self but lots of people really don't get on board with that and don't like it it's a it's an uncomfortable place to be in I think I understand that much yeah okay um okay so we talked about your favorite projects that you've worked on to date um I'm curious have you had any thoughts of like a dream project so just a massive project that you've never been able to do it could be for budget for time for the amount of people you'd need let's say there's no limits whatsoever do you have any ideas for a dream project you think I've been thinking about this a lot recently um yeah so I would love to create an immersive film maybe not feature length but just something mind-bending and put alongside it an actual installation exhibition and um, I have mentioned this to you before but I used to be my whole life interested in um, roller coaster design Um, I'm not really even sure why but before I feel like a lot of these past interests have led me to using VR so roller coaster design was one that was a childhood dream kind of thing And then I was really interested in digital art. And then I practiced for a long time as an oil painter. And I feel like VR really brought these all together and allowed me to do things I wouldn't have done before. Um, So I think a dream project really would be to create a kind of hybrid experience. So I've always really wanted to work in just huge projects that use a lot of innovative tech so I think just continuing really to keep kind of pushing these boundaries of where the tech's at at the time mm. to create uh, like immersive experiences, I think. Yeah. And, and storytelling. I think it all always just always comes down to storytelling. Mm. Definitely. But I'm curious then in relation to this project, the stream project, if you could collaborate with any two artists on this project, who would they be? David Hockney. Right. And hmm, second one I'm, I'm, I'm pausing on. In that case, then, do you want to tell us a little bit about David Hockney? David Hockney was someone who inspired me even with my oil painting practice. During my time at uni, I used to create 360 degree 
oil paintings, which was kind of inspired by him. And I was always into environment art and landscape art. And I took a lot of inspiration from Hockney with colour. And it kind of amazes me that even still he's he's um, transforming his work into digital and was was taking it further when other artists may have stuck in their ways, I think. He's always kind of been willing to to dig deeper. Um, and just his technique and use of colour is a huge one. And I would just, it would just be great to work with him. And he's always, he's tried to create kind of semi-immersive things with kind of not flat canvases, which was a huge inspiration. There's also someone else who was, someone who made me kind of believe that 360 traditional art, so like drawings or paintings, but convert it into digital. So uh, Fabio Giampietro, he um, created this insane, it was a, a, a drawing, I think it was charcoal, um, so just black and white, and it was like this morphed concave panorama, huge, huge, huge thing, and they digitally converted it into 360. Um, that was a huge inspiration when I was starting out doing 360 myself and VR. So maybe he's the second one, actually. He's the second one. Nice. Maybe. Okay. I feel like you guys would make something amazing and massive. <laughs> I just love yeah. the idea. Um, I wanted to turn the question on you of which two artists would you like to create work with? Okay. Uh, oof. Hmm. Okay. Actually, I would probably say it would be one of my art inspirations. Um, he's a photographer named Ivan Ford. Um, back in college, I was researching his work a lot and he does a lot of, I guess you could say, um, I don't want to say body horror because it's not horrific at all. It's kind of just like distortion of the human form, like taking parts apart, connecting parts that don't belong together. And his photographic style was always inspiring to me just because I, if you can't tell, uh, like chaotic and weird stuff, right? That's kind of my thing. So I really enjoyed looking at his stuff and I would love to be able to just like get his, his like visual eye on a piece that I'm working on potentially. So if I were to, if I were to make like a series of sculptures, I'd love for him to be like the driving force behind the layout or the style of it. So that would be very nice. But for a second artist, hmm. Actually, uh, I would probably choose a friend of mine. Um, his name is Eric, uh, and he is an amazing artist. He does a lot of comic books and stuff. And he goes by EA Darks on Instagram, if anyone's interested. But um, he, he is probably one of my more modern inspirations, just because the way he tells a story and the way he designs his characters has always been very intriguing to me. Um, so I would very much love to work with him on something and be able to create something interesting, but also weird and chaotic, because those are probably the two words that describe me as a person most. But 
yeah that's i feel like if he's your friend then this collaboration should have already happened <laughs> see yeah yeah it probably should have <laughs> um, yeah actually now that you said that there's absolutely no reason why it hasn't happened so i'm gonna message him after this but yeah that's those are definitely my two artists nice good <laughs> stuff i think it sounds like you've got some work to do yeah yeah that could be fun um i thought of someone else as well that i would love to collaborate with and it's not a person it's a group and um there are these vfx artists that i watch on youtube and they just um they really push virtual production they're called the corridor crew I'm not sure if you're aware of them but i mean for someone who creates digital art or or video or is interested in vr and virtual production or anything really um corridor crew have been like a huge inspiration and i would love to work with them one day that'd be very good i can't say i've heard of them but i'm definitely very curious yeah if there was if there could be one thing that you knew before you started your career revolving around your career what would that something be <laughs> that you can't rush things to be honest yeah you can't rush <laughs> Um, what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is that being an artist or illustrator or anything creative really can't, you really have to trust the process and, and know that where you're going with it is fine. And that, I mean, you can even relate this even to just one creative project at the beginning. You're like, yeah, fine. Then you might hit spots where um, you're like, nah, this isn't going well. And then most of the time you come out and you're like, ah, it wasn't so bad in the end. So I think starting out in a career is is the exact same. <laughs> um, I also wanted to ask whether you would have any advice for anyone who is just starting a degree um, or just going through their degree. Hmm. Um, okay, I would say the biggest piece of advice that I wish I knew in advance would be understand why you're going for your degree. Um, because I, quite frankly, uh, made the mistake of rushing into a degree straight after college, which I don't think I lost anything from, but I feel like I could have gained even more at university if I had actually known exactly what I wanted to do or had like a better understanding of it. Because my illustration degree, they taught me so much, but it, I, w I haven't been able to like find a way to apply it just yet. And I feel like it would have been more of like a immediate step-by-step -step if I had stopped, taken a breath, thought about why I'm doing it first and then continued forward. But yeah, that was, it. I'd say definitely just understand why you want to go. And even if your plan isn't clear, just have a direction that you want to go in. I also think actually that really fits in to my advice, which was that you just can't rush. Yeah. And a lot of times, I mean, I graduated two years ago and a lot of times I've thought, how am I going to get my degree to fit into this? This might sound silly because I literally practice as a VR artist, but I mean, for the most part, it's because I really pushed it not necessarily because it was easy or not necessarily because there were open doors everywhere. It's just that I just continued doing it and I found a way to 
to make it a part of my daily life. Um, but yeah, I, I know that you've just graduated. So I know that I probably wouldn't have been saying that at, at this time, at the time that you're in now. So, yeah, just to bring it back to don't rush and and don't expect too much. That might sound yes. a bit a bit bad, but like, yeah, it's true. You leave uni and you expect the world and then it turns out it's not really like that, unfortunately. But nonetheless, things do seem to, to come into place. That is fair. That is fair. Um, honestly, that is a good point because that's something I'd never even considered um as someone that isn't i guess a pr- practitioner yet you're definitely thinking in the future that makes sense yeah yeah i do understand what you mean yeah so thank you so much lona for joining us today uh, it's been lovely talking to you and getting to learn more about your practice and yourself as a person uh, is there anything you'd like to say just to wrap this up thanks so much for having me um it was really nice to speak to you fabian and i've really enjoyed being here on the podcast Thank you both so much for joining us today. It's been so fascinating to hear how process can be so integral to concept development and creativity. Um, I think you've both explained really eloquently how finding the right tools for the job and your own unique methods can allow you to form a love for something. So I'll put links to both of your social media into the show notes. Please, listeners, do go and have a look. And a final thank you to today's guests, Fabian Sobers and Lorna Inman. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Please go and check out our other episodes. And if you want to find out more, you can follow the link to our website. 